Hey, welcome again to Wednesdays in the Word. I'm Dr. Stan and just an honor to be able to share principles and things from the Word of God that I hope are a blessing to you. Again, if you want to learn more about uh, what we do, how we do it, you can go to drstandecoven.org or booksbyvision.org to look at the various books we've written. Or if you want to study and get a quality education at really at a at a very reasonable price, go to vision.edu. And we're talking about uh, the kingdom, and I titled this, That's the Kingdom of God. And I want to focus today on righteousness. Now, again, I was just, I think I've shared this before, but I was raised in a, in a denominational church group that had a fairly narrow view of what was right and righteous that righteousness was really based upon, in many ways, external standards. So it was what you wear. So, I mean, we, we had to wear, every Sunday had to wear a suit or at least a sports coat, even when I was a little tyke, uh, and a tie. Uh, everybody wore coat and tie. The, the women always wore dresses. You know, uh, we allowed some, you know, makeup and jewelry, but it had to be very minimal. Uh, because, you know, how you looked was an expression of your heart or your life. <clears throat> we, uh, we, we couldn't do sport on Sundays, that's for certain. But really, why would you want to do sport anyway? Or go to movies when you could spend all of your time in prayer or in reading the Bible or being in church. And hey, and I love church. I, I'd go Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If they let me go to the women's meeting, I'd go. But in many ways, we were taught, you know, you don't smoke, you don't chew, you don't go, go with girls who do. It's all about the external or your behaviors. Now, I think behavior is important. Our behavior should reflect who we really are, which should reflect our true identity as children of God. Well, you know, Paul was dealing with the same kind of problem as we mentioned last week uh, in, uh, in, in the, the Roman uh, area because... Uh, there was a lot of uh, f teaching that was coming in about the external and doing certain rituals and temple worship and, and, uh, and all of that kind of thing. And Paul was trying to correct that. And so he's reminding them that, you know, the kingdom of God, it's not about eating or drinking. It's not about the rules or regulations of that sense, but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy, which is all provided to us in Holy Spirit. So I want to give a little context to this, and first I want to just kind of take a little sidebar and look at 2 Corinthians 5, just to give a little bit of context, and then just talk about some of the attributes of righteousness, or what should flow out of our life because of what Christ has done for us. So in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, and this is a very familiar passage of Scripture, verse 17, it says, therefore, uh, if any man be in Christ, he is, not will be, but he is a new creature, or new creature, new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled in himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And he goes on to talk about that the ministry of reconciliation is the word of reconciliation. And then verse 21 says, He made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf, 
so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And the word there is that we might isn't mean might as in it's possible or if you're good enough or if you work hard enough. It, it means absolutely that you, you will be because you now are the righteousness of God in Christ. How do we become the righteousness of God? Well, only because Christ is the righteousness of God and we are in him and he is in us. The only one who knew no sin became sin for us, took our sin upon himself uh, in, his, in the stripes in which heals us, in the blood which cleanses us. Jesus did it all and we are in him. Thus, we have already been declared as judicially, if you will, righteous. That is, though we're guilty of sin, amen, all of us, guilty as sin, we have been declared righteous, not guilty. No, we are guilty, but no punishment because someone took that punishment for us, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. So righteousness, I mean, it's an important characteristic, if you will, or one of the key ingredients of being in the kingdom. To really live life the way God intended in his realm, in his kingdom, we must embrace the reality of our righteousness. That it's not something that we earn, it's something that has been given to us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now again, right, righteousness is defined as moral right relating with God, with man, self, nature, creation, etc. It's right moral relating. So our relationship is right with God. How could that be? We're sinners saved by grace. No, we're saints. We, we were sinners and we still sin. But that doesn't mean we're sinners. And again, as I know that's sometimes hard to grasp, but it's nonetheless true. We really are righteous. Man, you look righteous today. Glory to God. We're righteous because we're in him and he's in us. Now, it does also include then relating correctly to him. And that sometimes you know, takes a little work, takes a little things. We have to learn a few things, know a few things to rightly relate in terms of our growing, changing, nurturing, getting better all the time relationship with God. And we also must learn how to relate to one another. I mean, husbands have to learn to love their wives if it's not natural to you. Wives have to learn to respect their husbands. Children need to learn to obey their parents. We need to have right relationship with government, etc. All of that's important, but it's an outworking of the righteousness that's been provided for us in Christ. We need to see the world correctly, live in harmony, be at peace and all of that. We'll talk about peace in our next session. But anyway, righteousness. Well, let me just grab a few points here. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, 7, it says that righteousness has been reckoned to us by faith. In other words, it, it, you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again, ascended into hell, you know, has ascended in, into heaven, see, seated at the right hand of the Father, that we are in him and he's in us. Man, you are righteous. Glory to God. And you're righteous because you believe it. Now, I don't mean just mental assent, but you have put your faith, your trust, in the reality that Jesus Christ is Lord and King. I mean, 
That's how we enter into that right relationship with God. So it's always been reckoned by faith. Genesis 15, 6, Romans 7 speaks about that. Righteousness, of course, is also something that must be received. Not that we're passive in the process. We're not. We're active. We, by faith, we want to live right. We do live right. But clearly, it must be received. James 1, 12. Uh, righteousness uh, is, it's by, it's been set aside for us in that sense. Peter, 2 Peter 2, 9, that God has reserved a special place for all of us because of the righteousness that we've experienced. We're wrapped, if you will, in the robe of righteousness. Isaiah 61.10. Righteousness is something that has been and will be restored. It was talked about in Job that it would be restored to us. The righteousness that comes by faith. And righteousness grows as we are more intimate with the Lord and with one another. So the kingdom of God consists of these three things, righteousness, peace, and joy in Holy Spirit. So we know that in Holy Spirit, we are righteous. Now, I think it helps in our thinking, and it helps, I think, probably in our daily life, if we can picture ourselves as truly right with God. If we can picture ourselves as truly right with our fellow man. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to have conflict you have no conflict with God. You may have conflict with your own conscience when you violate a principle found within the Word. But that's easy to fix. We confess it, we repent, and we continue on because our sin that we may do on a daily basis does not mean that we're no longer righteous. We're still righteous. If you will, we're righteous sinners. I don't mean that, that it's the right thing to sin. It means that though we sin, we are still righteous. I mean, I'm blessed to be married, quite happily married. I've got a wonderful wife by the grace of God. But, you know, that doesn't mean we have always perfect days. We can have thoughts toward each other. But, you know, it doesn't change our status if we get a little cross with one another. In fact, it just gives us opportunity, really, to kiss and make up. But we are still in right relationship with each other, though our fellowship may be disrupted a bit if we're not treating each other or seeing each other the way God would have us do so. So righteousness is something that's been imparted to us through Christ. It's something we've, been, we've received by the Holy Spirit. And then it's something we're to live out because of God's empowerment Holy Spirit within us, because of his power, because of his word, because we are people of the word, because we're, we, we really want to demonstrate that we really are children of the king, we live that out to the best of our ability day by day. Now again, I think God does evaluate us. I think we should evaluate ourselves. In other words, every day am I getting a little bit more loving, more generous, more kind, more gentle, more full of the Holy Spirit, more full of the fruit of the Spirit? Well, I hope so. I mean, I probably take two steps forward and one step back, and some days one step forward and two steps back, but it doesn't change my status with God. I'm still a righteous one. And I can always fall back on that. And then ask God again continuously for help. Lord, help me to live out what it means to really be right with you and right with my 
fellow man. So that I can demonstrate that I love God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Why? Because Jesus died for me. Jesus shed his blood for me. He, he has made me right with his Father. He has opened the door. I mean, he swung the doors wide open for me to have that wonderful, righteous relationship with God the Father. And I can then live in right relationship with my fellow man as I live out all that God has done for us. You see, I'm called, as all of you are, to the ministry of reconciliation. That means all of us can speak a word of reconciliation or of helping people to get things right so that they can live out the righteousness that they have already received in Christ. Remember, Paul said, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That is your core identity. And from that place, we live and move and have our very existence. Hey, it's just an honor again to share with you some principles from the Word of God on this Wednesday. And I'm looking forward to next Wednesday. We're going to talk a little bit more about peace. And my goodness, do we need peace in these troubled days. Hey, until next week, God bless.